Dr. Blair is geography professor at the University of Winnipeg and co-director of the Prairie Climate Center. He discussed the impacts of climate change and the implications for agriculture. We continue today with his review of climate change around Canada. Well, as you might know, if the world warms up by two degrees, Canada warms up by about four degrees. The rate of warming across Canada is about double the global rate because of our particular location in the mid-latitudes and and higher latitudes. Canada is warming up at about double the global rate and the Arctic is warming up at about triple the global rate. So when you hear in the news that the world will maybe reach 1.5 degrees, that means means three degrees across Canada as a whole and uh, four and a half degrees in the Arctic. Now the problem, of course, with uh, changing the average temperatures or one of the problems in changing the average temperatures is that the extremes, the probability of extremes changes. Now, obviously, as as we shift towards a warmer climate, if the averages change, uh, we see fewer really cold days. We're still going to have cold days. We're just not going to get as many of them. But we are going to get more of the hot days because the bell curve, because the normal curve shifts to the right, the probability of really high temperatures goes up, the probability of really cold temperatures goes down. As a brief aside, we are definitely across Canada seeing less of the cold weather. Here's a graph that shows that, for example, alert in Nunavut has experienced since 1950 fewer and fewer minus 30 degree days. This is a graph of the number of minus 30 degree days every winter and alert way the heck up at the top of Canada and many almost all northern stations in the Arctic are seeing very many fewer minus 30 degree days. And if we follow the the RCP high carbon scenario, RCP 8.5, at the end of this century, alert may only have a couple weeks of minus 30, whereas in the 1950s, they had 140 days or so. Um, Climate change is happening and it's very evident in the Arctic of Canada but also very evident in our part of the world as well. Now, of course, one of the big news items this year was the extreme temperatures in in British Columbia, the remarkable extreme temperatures in in, uh, British Columbia and and Washington and Oregon. Uh, As a clear example or a very good analog about what what we should expect to experience with global warming, there was a very, very unusual atmospheric pattern, a very, very strong ridge, a heat dome, they called it this year, in Western Canada at the end of June and the beginning of July. And that heat just built up and built up and built up and produced, of course, some remarkable temperatures in British Columbia and elsewhere. Here's a graph of uh, Vancouver, uh, Vancouver's maximum daily temperatures. All the black dots are all the daily temperatures that it experienced, all the daily maximum temperatures from 1898 to the end of 2021. The red dots are what they experienced in 2021. And there you can see at the end of June, British Columbia, uh, Vancouver, that is, had temperatures over 40 degrees in Vancouver. And Victoria had four days in a row of record temperatures, maxing out just below my, uh, plus 40 degrees. Jasper went over 40 degrees. Jasper, British, uh, uh, Alberta went over 40 degrees. But of course, what really got attention, uh, Canadians' attention and the world's attention was that Lytton, BC, which of course is known for a, a really warm summer climate, it had it had four days in a row of progressively uh, higher and higher maximum temperatures uh, ever recorded in Lytton. 
and they max out at 49.6 degrees, the highest temperature ever recorded in Canada. Um, the previous was 45 degrees in Yellowgrass, Saskatchewan, in Mydale, Saskatchewan, and uh, in, back in 19, um, third, 1930, 1937. Yellowgrass is where my mom actually grew up. So she, my mom was there for the previous, when she was a young girl, in Yellowgrass for the previous record high temperature ever recorded in Canada. And then, it, as you can see, the temperatures this year in Lytton just were literally off the chart. A remarkable uh, extreme meteorological event, um, indicative of the probability of really high temperatures going up as the, as the average temperatures go up. This, uh, this event uh, shocked uh, climatologists such as myself. You know, we were just like, what? This, this just this doesn't make sense. And when we evaluate or when uh, climate, climatologists, uh, statistical climatologists evaluated this, they, they showed quite definitively that this could not have happened. These kinds of temperatures could not have happened without global warming or climate change, whatever you want to call it. They were so extreme that they lie far outside the range of historical observed temperatures. We saw that off the chart. And it, it is probably a, a, uh, in the most realistic statistical analysis of the event, it's estimated to be an event that should only occur once every 1,000 years. And as the average temperatures of British Columbia and the world go up, it will become more and more probable. And uh, that's unfortunate because these kinds of events do damage. They kill people, in particular heat waves. Uh, 595 people died from the heat wave in British Columbia this year, 99 of them in uh, Vancouver. And why do people in, in Vancouver and British Columbia die from uh, heat waves? Because they don't have air conditioning. In Manitoba, we have the highest rate of air conditioning adopt, uh, adoption, with 90% of the households in Winnipeg have, have air conditioning. In 2019, only 33% of the homes in BC had air conditioning and 28% in Vancouver and only 17 in Victoria. They have more now, but it was an ex this is a kind of climate event or a weather event that they're just not ready for. This is indicative of what we need to do. We need to get ready for these big changes in the future. And in ag, we need to get ready for them to take advantage of the benefits and to minimize the risks associated with these amazing changes in the climate system. As you might know, there was this enormous precipitation event in British Columbia as well, and that is indicative of climate change as well, because a warmer atmosphere can hold more water vapor. All of you know that. The air in the uh, summertime can hold a lot more water vapor, and therefore the, for the precipitation potential is much greater. And we saw that it, this in this atmospheric river event in British Columbia. In the same year that we had this incredible heat event, we had this incredible precipitation event where pre moisture poured in from the Pacific Ocean state and just kept doing so um, for a few days. And so a place like Hope, BC had 277.5 had um, millimeters over two days. They had uh, a very, very large amount of precipitation in very short order, which is indicative of climate change again, because climate change says that we should experience more extreme precipitation events, and we are across the world. That's it for the Prairie Egg Wire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Candace Dirksen, and thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return Monday on the Golden West Farm Network.